Hey y'all, my name is Desiree Perry. I'm Devin Kitso Cree. Laura Ayabusi. Hey y'all. Hey. hey. We are a Black Girls Bravo podcast. A Black Girls Bravo podcast. A Black Girls Bravo podcast. Drum roll, please. And we're live. We're live. We're live. <laughs> Season two. Yeah. <laughs> I like you get through my yeah. <laughs> Come on, choo choo. I'm crying. <laughs> All right, my ladies. Because I've been watching a lot of Love Island, I feel like I'm going to use my accent to That's introduce right. this week's Bravo news. Ladies, you know it wouldn't be me if I did not. Bring you the tea, Earl Grey to be specific. Oh, bloody tea. Earl Grey, thanks for the bloody tea. A lovely cup of Earl Grey, absolutely. All right, so actually this week's Bravo news is not that much Bravo related, and that's okay, because why not? So first, I have to say, congratulations are in order for our sister Issa, Mm -hmm. who tied the knot to her longtime beau and friend, Louis Diame. I don't know if I'm saying his name wrong, bro. I'm sorry if I did. But sis broke the internet with these wedding photos, okay? Beautiful, stunning. I'm just sitting here smiling because like just happiness and joy just covers me when I hear this news about Issa Rae. It's a whole wife, y'all. Issa Rae is a whole wife. I'm still shook at the photos, so excited mm-hmm. for her, so excited for the whole entire thing. And I'm not going to lie. I was sharing with y'all earlier, like, I didn't know what was going on, but I just happened to go onto Yvonne's story. Like, it was like early, early morning. And I just saw that she was in Nice. And I was like, what you in Nice doing? You be on vacay? Okay, it's nice. Just enjoy it. She was showing us the views. I was, I was feeling it. But then the next thing, you know, she was taking the picture with uh, with our brother man from Insecure. I'm like, what you you and Lawrence doing? What's going on here? And then next thing, the internet literally broke with these gorgeous photos of not just Issa, but the ambiance and everything. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely. Um, So the wedding was done. It was planned and executed to the T by White Eden Weddings. They are located in Cannes in France and the everything, everything. I went on and watched their stories. This venue, when I tell you, I got, I got shivers and I was like crying at how gorgeous this wedding was. I mean, it was beautiful. The head table with the chandeliers and the candles and the flowers, the colors, the pinks, the off-whites, the creams. It was amazing. I mean... It was outside of this beautiful chateau that is pink. Love it. So it already matched with the whole whole atmosphere. You have a pink chateau on green grass and you're using pink and rose colored flowers. It just looked aesthetic. It made me want to plan another wedding. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be honest. (laughs) And I think my next one, me and Aaron joke all the time, like let's just have weddings every five years because that was so much fun. And now, you know what? We got to go to South of France, y'all. Hell yes. Let's get the bubbles popping. Pop the bubbles. We need it. 
honestly, it made me want to start from the beginning with wedding planning. It was so gorgeous. It was magnificent. And honestly, Issa, we just love to see the Black love. This was just Seriously. so beautiful. Her wedding, her dress was done by Vera Wang. Vera Wang. She had two. A goal. Like, so, like, I wrote, like, girl, wedding, wedding dress goals. Okay. Because I literally, as a child, like, a little bit of May. This is a little bit of May. But I literally used to cut out, like, and make collages of literally Vera Wang dresses, like, cut them out from like any type of like magazine that was in the house, any type of wedding dress. I just remember as a kid, it always was like a Vera Wang dress. And I just, I just am drawn to them. And the simple fact that Issa like dreams, dreams, like gorgeous. And I love that. Des, if you could get another dress, I know that you had two beautiful, incredible dresses, but Mm -hmm. if you could get another designer to make your wedding dress, who would it be? Still going with my girl essay, isn't it, boy? Yes, essay. Essay. I mean, the girl. Essay, literally, just she like fixing and the experience um, of like just everything was just. I don't know. I'm definitely, especially okay, black hands, black made, okay, black designer. I don't know, um, yeah. and also just to see her growth since. I got my dress with her is like even amazing. But yeah, actually there is a girl on TikTok. Hold on. That if I could ever get a dress made for something, I would definitely go to her. I just do not remember what her Instagram or her TikTok or Instagram is, but if I find it or something, I will drop it on the story just so like Please you guys share can with see. Us. Because honestly, I feel like as much as I love like going for like like see, I was opposite of Lar. Like I never looked at a wedding dress. I didn't start looking at wedding dresses until I got proposed to. Like I was like, oh, this is like a whole thing. Okay. And the simple fact that like my grandma, mom, and great grandma and I could not agree on the same like on a dress is why I even had to get two. Um, my second dress was more me because I was like was hands-on with essay on like what I wanted to what it wanted it to look like. I will say getting a dress made definitely adds to like your personal your personal touch to like your day, you know. Oh um because it's not it's like something that not everyone else had and that's really what I wanted I really wanted one dress but like I said you know other people had their opinions they were beautiful both of them honestly I feel like I I'm definitely more like Lara like I always love looking at wedding stuff I love watching wedding shows I've planned that she gives me anxiety (laughs) well I like gives me anxiety and I love the dresses. I like gowns and stuff. I think if I could do it again, even though my experience was great, like from shopping from the dress, I had a great experience. I went to Bridal Manor in New Jersey and it was actually a friend of mine who worked there. She said, we're having a plus size day. Come and look at these gowns. They're only going to be here today. And I tried on maybe four or five. And when my dress got on, I knew it. I knew it. My mom was like, that's your dress. And then like, it was just such a good experience. Me and Laura would go to happy hour. I would go to get my alterations. But if I had to do it again, and there was an unlimited budget, without a question, Oscar de la Renta. 
Oh. Um, I, every year, I get up to watch Oscar De La Renta's spring bridal fashion show. When I tell you, they do bridal. Yeah. Like nobody else. May you rest in peace. Whoever. Girl, I'm over here like, what these dresses look like? gorgeous Gorgeous. i mean for sure like that in itself is its own lane like bridal is its own lane like and it definitely has you know depending on what your taste is like you know there's the ballroom but then there's also you know the very like silhouette type of you know design and then i mean the range I mean, wedding dresses now also like some now are becoming so much more risque than I would have ever expected a wedding dress to look like, but Mm. it's happening and I'm not mad at it because honestly, Honestly, you wear Yes, exactly. That's probably the one thing I would tell people. Magentic, like go for it, like go. Oh, Ooh, she really pulled them up. The on the left. It's she really lace. pulled them up. It's the lace. And then there's the one on the right with the feathers. It's the one on the right with the feathers. Look at the back of that dress. Dear God. Oh, I just realized I was on mute. But when I tell you every year, my jaws on the floor, on the floor. Gosh. Yeah. I think I like missed the joy in this. Like, honestly, if anyone's listening, if you ever are planning a wedding and you have like like wedding depression, don't worry, it's real. That's that was real me. Thing. I didn't like any of this shit. <laughs> like dress shopping, I got that done in two days. I was like, okay, it's time to get this done. It could be very overwhelming though, but I think yes. don't don't say that you'll never have a chance again though, Des. Like you have anniversaries and you can make moments. Well, no, so here's the thing: gown, like a girl, our fifth year, get in the gown. Our fifth year, our fifth year, we're gonna have something, and we've already talked about it. I've already like have a plan, but I just I feel like our wedding was more for like everyone else, whereas. This, yeah, no, I don't think it should. It shouldn't, but it tends to be because it's a family. It's a family engagement. Like, okay, but so, so when you say family engagement, okay, I I don't want to get too much into it. But anyways, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So you're you're making it more about y'all. Yes, and it's more about like the things that we want at our stuff, not about like what other people might like, you know, less. Yeah. Um, without saying the theme, the theme is very much us. Where if you were at our wedding, then if you were there when the music dropped and the moves and the vibes that were happening at that moment is exactly what we'll be doing for our anniversary. But um, yeah, I feel like your second time around, you're more like clear-headed. There's not that pressure of like first time bride figuring it out. Now you're just like, they should just have fun. Like, I just want to do this to celebrate our love. You know, I feel like your I feel like your wedding day is unfortunately you're very yeah not unfortunately but i will say i want to say unfortunate for the bride and groom the wedding's not for you but if you are fortunate it you can find that sparking your love and be so happy that that day is about your love but it's so stressful bro it's so stressful and des i commend you for actually like doing the first wedding doing the whole one day thing I couldn't do it. We originally were planning to have like a one day wedding. It was going to be a big thing, like 300 people there. And when I tell you what you just said, wedding depression, whatever it is, it was too much. The anxiety, 
It was the, so real. I mean, everybody thinking that they should give their opinion and and things like that. And and no, nothing towards my family um, because they obviously just wanted what was best for me. Yeah. But I knew that if I was going to go through with that stuff, I was going to have a nervous breakdown. So that's Girl. why we chose to do the way we did. We said, fuck that party. <laughs> Even though we love to party. And we said, let's do something different for half the price. And I'm very which girl. That's not. I don't want to talk about it. The price. The price is what. <laughs> the price is a booba. Child. A booba. Because it's, it's ridiculous. And we were, we were like we cannot. I mean, I was just one day, random thinking, why is this so expensive? <laughs> the, you know what really was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for the party thing? The venue that we chose was a la carte. So we had to find a girl. Paper. Same. We had to find girl, flowers. Same. Like it was too much. Girl, sometimes I wonder why didn't I just say let's go to Iowa? Girl, I could have had the girl, same what? wedding that it's I had for half the price. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I could have had the same wedding, probably even grander, for half the fucking price. Okay, yeah. so I don't know let's why, just, like. I, yeah, and I understand venues do what they can do. I just feel like if you're going to be doing weddings and like advertise weddings to be your thing, please don't tell me I could choose from these four caterers, but I also have to reach out to them myself and and set and up. And if you cases. don't, if you don't, there's a fee. Right. That's crazy. And it's, it's not a little fee. It's not a little fee. No, it's a big fee. It's someone else's fees fee. <laughs> it's crazy I, it was just too much for me and so like, oh said, you want to you want to you want to dj for your birthday party 250 oh you want to do it for your wedding oh eight hundred dollars <laughs> minimum minimum Girl, we, we started going into some venues like this is a party yeah, the trick is the party. Party. don't don't ever say wedding. Like with your hairstyle, with your nails, with everything, don't say wedding. Don't. Say you're having a gathering, a family reunion. Do something. Say say something. Girl, they cross reference, and and if they show up and it's not what it is, you you getting taxed. You're getting the talkings too. The people in service, wedding services, it's just and it's just expected. Like there's nothing you can really do about it. Like it's just it is what it is honestly need to find a way to infiltrate that that industry because the <laughs> coin is there listen i'm advocating for all of my people to do what i did please go get a villa somewhere around the world i promise i'm coming <laughs> i promise Have i'm that coming person figure everything out i'm showing up you show up mm-hmm. enjoy your day yeah. i heard that and do other stuff too you know what really was like disturbing to me the fact that like so many people that are like not close to you want to make sure they're close to you when you're engaged mm. oh so they can come to the wedding i fell for that a few times <laughs> <laughs> i i fear that i definitely do fear mm. that i fear oh people will do it people will do it like i have not heard from you in how long i'm just a nice person so i'm like oh now you want to go get drinks with me <laughs> girl, no, and damn well. None. Now you want to have a girls' day? No, and damn well. It's weird. I mean, we all love a wedding, 
but I'm not gonna like and I I, I really don't I don't want to get you a gift I don't want to spend no I don't want to <laughs> buy a plane ticket to go I really don't you invite me to a wedding it is a chore I'm just playing I'm just playing it's fine, it's fine. but seriously though it can be weddings, but it can be yeah like I'm ready for, to go to some AUC weddings motherfuckers need to get married I'm cool Okay, I I'll tell you that because I've I've, cool. I've been to a lot of other weddings. I'm ready to go to my friends. You know, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start calling some of my friends, significant others, and be like, "Please do," because some of them need to get called up on, called upon. I I was around some gentleman this weekend, and I was looking at him like, "Are you really wired that way? You think a woman is going to stay what? around for ten years without an engagement? You have lost it." lost it lost it to to honestly see Issa get married was very exciting for me because like there is this weird stigma now oh that's what we were talking about I was wondering how we got on the subject (laughs) that is how that is how how we got onto the topic of weddings but it is amazing to still see that love exists and um you don't have to put your business out there to the streets in order for love to exist okay um my darling did not put her man on her page until there was a ring and quite honestly that's the same energy that i'm on so laura it's crazy when i saw that i was like wow that is laura's energy period that is big laura energy laura energy laura be like y'all gonna, see, y'all gonna see the announcement that's gonna be the next thing on your timeline like i don't do all that that small small stuff like if i'm gonna do something that's gonna be big and mighty and like isa congratulations that was congratulations you did the damn thing with that wedding sis anyway um speaking of weddings i'm scared i know the way that she just chuckled i'm nervous i'm scared (laughs) girl Um, did you guys see that slavery engagement shoot (laughs) (laughs) watch your mouth Wait. I'm sorry because I don't even have time for this shit today because that was crazy. <laughs> I, you know, I've seen a lot of things in my lifetime. <laughs> I, I, you know, what did Dr. Umar say? Somebody activated the coon chip. <laughs> okay. Somebody activated the coon chip. And if you're listening i feel like everybody has seen this now like even like my great aunts but cousins if you have not seen this we're referring to an engagement shoot that was um for a young couple interracial couple white woman black guy um in the first photo the couple were in an intimate embrace dressed in period costumes which okay some people do that you know i know people that do like cosplay stuff like that for their weddings engagement mm-hmm. shoes this was not cosplay it's not cosplay. Okay? so and even if it was even if it was right exactly so um the, it, they were taken on a plantation and the period in which their costumes were from was slavery and so the man was a, a slave picking sugar cane with chains on his hands and his arms. And this woman dressed like little Debbie was freeing him. No. Was freeing him from his shackles. I said um, no. 
taking off the chains of this man Mm-mm. and being his white savior. Mm-hmm. And the caption, the caption is what took me out. It starts with 1842. Jesus. Days passed and everything changed. Our love got stronger and stronger. He was no longer a slave. Um. He was part of the family. <laughs> Don't do this, y'all. Never <laughs> in your life. Never. Don't do this. This is not what you want. <laughs> this is that laugh from crying moment because <laughs> what? What was it? What was it? Because then you 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 sent those photos to your family members, right? That's the that's the save the date. What well, is your family gonna think when they get that in the mail, sir? He's an idiot. He's a moron. I'm sorry, and I'm I, not actually. I really am just so disgusted, y'all. I can't even believe this. I can't even believe this. Yeah, it was crazy to see, and I think myself, with along with a lot of people, thought it was a spoof at first. Like there was that moment of there's no way this is real. Like there's literally no way this is real. And then come to find out it is real. <laughs> Do we got any follow up to this story? What's happening <laughs> now? Now that these photos have surfaced and we know. I don't know. I can't find any information on who these people are on the Internet. Um, we don't know who they are. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> yes. Um. I did see the news. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Don't do this, guys. Don't do it. It's weird, bro. Don't do this. Anyway, Bershawn has reportedly launched her own mental health app called You Are a Warrior. Um, she told Us Weekly that the app is to support people dealing with depression, anxiety, and loneliness. She said that it's no bullying, no trolling no negativity, positive social media. Um, And you can go on and you can talk to a coach. You can hear celebrities talk about their mental health stories. Um, And she said, basically, it's a place to share your story and share the realness of mental health. So, I I mean, love to see it, especially a Black woman, like being at the forefront of this. As we know, mental health in the Black community has not always been on the forefront right um it's something that's talked about and normalized so i mean we were wondering what she does and what kind of coach she is so if she's doing this i think good job bershawn what are her credentials (laughs) (laughs) she's a a coach it's a fair question i have my thoughts on coaches because i have a strong dislike for people who are preaching into the community that I am part of, the Black community, um, and preaching things that aren't right. So what are her credentials? What does she know about life? I mean, let's look it up. Because she must be a master at life. Because Tony Robbins, he has money. He has, he he be out here doing convention, filling up convention centers. Not talking Um, about nothing. I mean... but I'm just saying people hold on to every word of that man though. So they do. She has a website called Bershawn.com. She is a dynamic speaker, strategist, transformational coach, TV personality, and America's number one business coach. 
Where's she getting that from? <laughs> you know what? I all I'm going to say to this is it's always amazing to see another woman front facing in the world of tech. So up Bershawn for that. Um, credentials are definitely um, something that I would be interested to learn more about. Mm, um, she has yeah. one of those like pyramid schemey websites. Very pyramid schemey. It's giving uh-huh. me MLM vibes. Okay, mm-hmm. but we have to tell our sis that she got to step it up. Yeah, I would just love to learn more. That's just how I feel about this. Well, yeah, Bershawn oh. is a little gimmicky. I feel you're reading like- her site. Yeah. So am I. Ooh. I'm it's always like, like put off with people that are like that give themselves fake statistics. Mm. And it's something that a lot of like motivational speakers, life coaches do in order to make themselves look more credible credible. Because to be honest, I feel like that's like a, such an unregulated industry that people build, yeah. say whatever they want to say. Yeah. Period. Interesting. Um, might have to reach out to Bershawn and kind of find out more. But as I mentioned, love, love women in tech, love black women in tech. Um, so more power to you. Um, I definitely will give it a download and explore it and see what's happening there. But um <laughs> we would love to see the credentials and know more. Um, that's just kind of how we feel about that. Okay. All right, we're gonna have to wait on wait on the reviews. Is the app actually out? Um, it seems to be at least there's a website. Yeah, it, it says you can find a coach. There's challenges, a journal, a chat room. I will say, um, Madame Bershawn, you're definitely milking this this moment of yours quite well because you know Girl, do it. Good girl, check. girl yeah you're you're definitely she said i'm a friend of the friend oh the second that i am on that screen i'm using this acting up i'm using that she did and <laughs> will i say i'm mad at it absolutely not i'm not mad at it at all i'm not mad at all do you boo that was desiree's accent do you boo oh no i'm talking like um someone from baltimore do you oh. boo? Do you do you do you is <laughs> yeah yeah do you do you sorry in Baltimore Baltimore in Baltimore Baltimore any other proper news? That's all that I have for you ladies today. Um I know it wasn't very much Bravo centered, but I hope that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I sure it did. It was excellent. Eh? Thank you. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> and since we're here, since we done pulled up to Beverly Hills, <laughs> that let's, let's um, put our hazards on. We double parking in the street and we're going to stay here for a minute. How about okay. Kiki? Okay, so Beverly Hills last week was a lot. It was a lot because my mind could not wrap itself around the shit that Erica was saying to the girls. It's like, Erica has been so cold and so like closed off. I feel like I was looking forward to be like, okay, Erica, tell your girls what happened. Mm. For once, 
be open and honest. Mm-hmm. Then she opened her mouth. Girl. <laughs> and it was just odd and uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's rough. It was, it's rough. What was she talking about? Girl. Okay, so for listeners, cousins, I hope that y'all have watched the latest episode. So Erica comes to Palm Springs. So Kyle has all the ladies come to Palm Springs. Erica says, I'm not staying there. I'm going to stay at the La Quinta, which is not the La Quinta by Wyndham. We now know because we looked it up. It is a La Quinta by Waldorf Astoria. And Hilton and Hilton Honors. And Hilton Honors. So maybe she got a little discount from Kathy. So she's so broke now. Go ahead. I feel like has she stayed in that house with them? the producers would have more access to her. Whereas if she's mm-hmm. at this um, location, not away from, like, away from the group, not with the group, um, you know, they're not going to film that. They're more worried about the footage of what's happening at the house, you know? So I feel like if she wanted to pick and choose when she showed them mm-hmm. her, yep. you know? When oh, she put on sure. the show. If that's how she is. When she put on she's the show. calculated like that. Very mm-hmm. much. Very much so. I really do. I think, a, I think so. That's a good theory, sis. That's a good theory. No, I think that's definitely true. I mean, why not? So she sold her clubhouse. She sold. I think that was a smart move. I think it was too. I mean, yep. She only needs to rent one space at this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. She could have she settled up in the clubhouse though. It was cute. I'm surprised she's cute. Uh, mm. <laughs> Oh, never mind. You know, I'm sorry. I have nothing nice to say about this woman. Okay, then you stay. You stay right there, sis. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm just. I just. I just know that everything that's gonna come out of my mouth is gonna be just. It's. I don't know. It's so unfortunate because still through her performance because that's what this has been. I'm gonna call it a performance. She is giving us her guys. I also shared with our the girls here. Um, you guys need to look up Erica and her, what was it? The Ted talk that she did where she goes into deep description of how she has played the minds of us, the fans, basically. She calls us fools. She basically depicts us as fools and how, you know, we buy a character and this is the character that she's made. And this is the character that she's lived up to. I can't lie, guys, when she's talking, she is a different person. Like, you have to watch the TED Talk. It's literally not who we see on the television. It's a different person when she's up there. It's like, that's and she's creepy. so, it's very creepy. I'm so that's why it's hard for me to sit watch here I'm a watch and watch. watch this woman on here give this. She is not any worthy. <laughs> she's trying the academy says no the academy rejects <laughs> sweetheart just as rihanna did you know what? <laughs> because... what's, so, what's so crazy to me about like the performance that we're watching is just that the person who i thought erica was is not <laughs> showing up uh-uh. she's not showing up i i am like almost sitting back watching these episodes like no babes facade like, the facade like all a facade no, babes. Mm-hmm. like if, that, if you kept that on on the hush before like 
why bring that up now? Like, cause now babe, it's kind of looking crazy on your character, babes. Like I always expected you to kind of just like hold it down, like regardless of, of what's happening. And clearly you were, you were holding it down in your home, regardless of what was happening. You weren't telling nobody your business. And it just seems like mm -hmm. now it looks so flawed of Erica to be kind of just like, we've already spoken to how like one, her voice is squeaky as f this season i don't know what it is where did this voice come from it's just like that's how his poor performance it was that's bad before but like that's how we know she's she's trying she's pushing on she's pushing this on us and then it's just like on top of that then we have just like these scenes where you're speaking of tom now in a way that you've never spoke about this man before and i understand like the the marriage is done if the marriage is done and that's and this is not like uh uh what did she keep on what did she keep on saying last last episode a sham this a is sham. not a, this is not a sham if this ain't a sham sweetheart and you're done with it the erica that i thought that was going to show up would be like no tom and i are done tom is disrespectful i don't appreciate how he speaks to me and mm -hmm. ooh, like but instead, I'm kind of like seeing this side of Erica and I'm just like, oh, wow. What She's is a liar? Because as far as we were concerned, before Tom was this amazing man who was so supportive of her and, mm -hmm. you know, he was just such a great husband. He stepped in, helped her take care of her son, all of these things, which I'm not saying that he didn't do that, at least financially, but she spoke so highly of him. Let me, let me I'm gonna put something out there and it's gonna make you okay. How about the second that the government shut down all funds and maybe all assets to Tom? Maybe that's when Erica became comfortable to talk about him all crazy because she wasn't talking about him at all like that when the oil was still running, you know. I think and that him. had it not it's been for this lawsuit, she would have never spilled tea on who Tom was because Tom was too powerful. Now that he mm. doesn't have that power, I think it's more than power. It's the money, baby. It's the well, money. The money that is costs. power. Erica is there for the money. If anything, she's literally spelled out to everybody that clearly, if the money ain't there, Erica is leaving. <laughs> like she even said to the women in the most recent episode, y'all, like where, like when when he was cheating, when she saw the text messages, when she saw all of that, like. She literally said to these women, where was I going? Like, she did she, say that. She, she, she did say that. She literally set out her mouth like, where was I going? Because she knew that that was the oil. That was the oil. Yeah. Like she, she, she did not want to leave this man, although like she knew he was being unfaithful. She knew that he like, so that's how I know for a fact she ain't innocent at all with this case. Because if you, like, you already knew he was unfaithful in your relationship, ma'am, you already know that he was probably, probably doing some un, uncivil shit in his career space and his office as well. And that's how I know for a fact that she's not innocent because she knew shit was wrong. Shit was not sitting right on her heart with Tom and you still stayed in that relationship. You see Mackenzie um, Bezos, but. Exactly. It really speaks to what so many people I think men and women are willing to put up with if the money is there. Oh, baby. Mm -hmm. Y'all are really not marrying people for often authentic 
relationships and bonds hmm. because the minute that the money is gone this Eat. person was the most horrible thing that ever happened to you and they were just terrible people they weren't good partners but when the money is there <laughs> you stay quiet about all of that exactly <laughs> when the money is there you mm -hmm. stay silent about all of that oh he just he yeah. just he just twisted his ankle Oh, he, 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 he drove off a cliff. He, he drove off a cliff, ma'am. He drove off a cliff. A quail. He drove off a cliff. A quail. You mean to tell me he drove, he drove off a cliff. The cars totaled, that man damn police support ambulance called, but he drove, you know, girl, shut up. Can we get shut a timeline? Up. Actually, where's my notebook? I'm about to write out a timeline. Please, babes, please, because make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. This equation, baby, is long. I was a little bit confused. We need to write this one down. Okay, so from start, Daddy was for real. Facts. We need. So it. what we have up in the corner with a little asterisk is Tom twisted his ankle. Right, that's what she told mm -hmm. everyone. So what really happened was. <laughs> He drove <laughs> off the cliff. <laughs> okay, that's the first piece of news that we learned. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's, wait, but then on. she hold says on. later he wasn't in the car. Wait, no, you gotta. You so have to was not. You have to mention on the graph when you're graphing this. You have to put down that this is on the route to his home. So this is a path that he has taken before, but this time, this evening, yeah. he decides to go behind the houses, like off-road. I don't know what car this no he has. I don't know if he, I don't know what type of vehicle four-wheel drive he thought he had that evening. <laughs> Girl. But apparently in her story, she says, that Tom goes off road, like goes around the houses. So even though he been he been doing that for what sixty years, he been on right. that same How road. Long he lived in that house. <laughs> she and said today totally, was the day he chose to change his his route. <laughs> so then we learn he was unconscious for twelve hours. <laughs> twelve hours. Erica found him, found him, found. Yeah. but he also called Erica. Girl, fraudulent. Everything's fraudulent. I mean, what? what? It's just not adding up. I don't even know. I couldn't even make a timeline from this if I wanted to. It does not make sense. She thought she started saying too much and then she lost control. <laughs> She lost control because nothing else there's no other explanation agreed so she really dug herself into a hole with that one um spilling the tea i love the women's reactions <laughs> laura laura shut up bro <laughs> uh, it's too much hold up every time the camera started rolling it was like and scene yes and kyle kyle deserves to be kicked out of the out of the the the, the guild 
okay, talk about it, please. Please talk about Kyle. Literally, that's supposed to be one of her besties. The supporting actress fail. <laughs> Get Rena and Rena only. Get Rena and Rena only, because Rena, because Rena can hold hold it down. Okay, she is the Dorit soap opera queen. Dorit down too. Dorit was me shocked. up in the corner. I was like, really making me laugh. No, yeah. she had every single expression. <laughs> And then, hold on, we had me rolling. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All the accounts are frozen. All the accounts, they froze the accounts. And baby girl's from Connecticut. But anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry, because the accent is always giving when it's, you're across the pond. You are literally from Connecticut. But anyways, um, what was killing me was when Sutton was talking to her about the, was it her mother's divorce? Who, she was talking about a divorce. And she was like, it she gets really ugly. Sudden went, went to a deep place. And I actually, she went to, okay, we were asking for more from Sudden. And we and we definitely received more from Sudden this most. But recently. Erica wasn't in the mood for all that. It was, it was, <laughs> it was literally, it was Erica was like this. Morbid. It was a little bit harsh. Like, I feel like what I, I first thought she was trying to bring up the tragedy of the loss of her father, who... If you guys didn't watch or don't know this, her father committed suicide. So this is the the this is this is her story. I don't know how else to even put that. That's just it's just sad. Um, but she shares this with Erica as like Erica's like speaking to the fact that like the holidays are coming up and like she, you know, is trying to do what she can with what she has and sudden shares with you know, Erica and whomever is overhearing them that she lost her father to a tragic incident where he took his life on Christmas day. And I first thought she was bringing this to Erica's attention as a, like, as a like message, like people love you. Don't do this. I'm an example of like, you know, having gone through something so traumatic and like, especially around the holidays, like what that, what that means. Oh, is that why she brought it up? No, babe, it wasn't. It wasn't because then she had the confessional and she spoke to the fact that like, I was trying to show Erica that like, I've gone through something so traumatic in my life that she's going to get through her situation too. And I was like, what type of weird shit is that? That was not the moment nor the story that you should have shared with Erica during this time to give her any type of encouragement. I was so confused because literally I was like, oh no, I misinterpreted that wrong. I really thought that Sudden brought that up as like, you know, to like, to, to basically like show Erica, like, listen, like obviously there's more to live for, like, and mm-hmm. especially around the holidays, like, yeah, that start, would make more start sense. These, like start these rituals, start to continue to do the things that like makes you happy and stuff. And also understand that like your love don't leave this earth because people are the people that you leave are going to feel miserable. Like, you know, like I thought mm-hmm. that that was what the message was, but it wasn't, it was more about like sudden, basically saying like I got through this she can get through her shit and I was like oh no oh no I just feel like I I also was very confused by Sutton's choice to bring that up when she did um it's obviously devastating and traumatic and we can't you know ignore that fact I just don't think that that was the right anecdote to bring up when somebody is explaining, you know, I've been married for 21 years, you know, and the holidays are coming up. That's, that's sad. 
And hasn't Sutton been divorced before? She's I would think she would bring up something. She's, yeah. she has, she's recent. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know if it's actually like new, but I feel like she's just now getting to the point in her life where she's like making, making things happen for herself and not just so mm-hmm. right. on being. Just it would make more life. sense to bring up a story about, you know, how she has, right. How she's like come out from, you know, her ashes and like turned into, you know, this wonderful fucking swan like i just girl you phoenix. pulled up you pulled up to the fu- phoenix thank you 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 pulled up what what the fuck How, hold on you came up from the fucking ashes mm-hmm. you like came phoenix. <laughs> thank you we know what you mean girl it's okay but the thing was i mean girl literally sudden pulled up y'all i know y'all probably didn't peep but i'd be peeping style and i'd be taking note she pulled up to the desert house okay with the driver bringing around her Bentley. She put the mouth talking about that's her new car. Your new car got it came with a driver. driver. She hired the driver to pull up in her new Yang Yang to the new desert house. And I was like, sudden, like you're now like, I feel like she's in this place where she's now like, you know, claiming things for her own and like moving with, you know, the own, like, I don't know, beat of her drum like she's just doing it for her and I just like I was so surprised that she took that direction but like it was very odd to me but the whole entire like Palm Springs experience I'm very interested to see when my sister (laughs) Garcelle arrives Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see like how the dynamics are going to you know kind of shift I hope that it isn't just centrally focused on like Erica and like how all of this is like happening in live time. It will be. And Erica's going to keep lying and keep giving us bullshit stories that don't make any sense. And honestly, I'm here for it. I never <laughs> thought that Erica would be the housewife doing this because so many housewives have done this before. But hey, that's what we watch for. I guess. Yeah. I think I'm just like, like I mentioned, it's surprising because I feel like I've I've felt a connection with Erica like being this like this chick that's like handling it like and regardless of like what's happening like still keeping face my eyeliner ain't running baby you're never going to see me slip and she's slipping show them girl slipping slipping and I understand, like I've, I've obviously, I've never been through anything like this, and I'm not saying at all that it's easy. But I'm just like, damn, girl. But yeah, like, yeah, but you wouldn't was, be I just feel like rocking the pictures. You know, I just feel like what was the face that we were getting before then, though? You know, like watch, watch the TED talk. Watch that's what I need the to watch talk. talk. And we we gonna drop the link in our story, cousins, so it, y'all can also watch as well because I'm very mm-hmm. interested. Who is the real Erica? Because like, are we always getting camera not who we see with with the the persona? With is it always camera time? Like the persona has that who we've always been receiving? Like, I remember the girl that came onto the show. Yes, that was supportive of her friend that was going through Lyme's disease. Like that to me, I was like, she loyal. Like she was not allowing anybody to talk about her friends. Like she was just this person who I felt like, oh yeah, yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, you've been lying, lying. Or you're acting. Lying. You've been acting. As you've been lying, you've been acting. That's how I kind of feel like that's where we at right now. <laughs> what is it? But 
she was definitely she was very much a, a personality and acting and putting on I mean and we loved her for it I mean all of these women they have these personas that they put on as soon as the cameras start rolling Rena has one Kyle has one Erica has one Dorit has one sure. um but the problem is which is probably honestly kind of be applied to all of these women is they're just fake and when you put on this persona so much you get away from who you are and that actually becomes who you are um and I feel like in Beverly Hills like they even brag about it being a fake place full of fake people so fake relationships how you can't find real relationships I hear that all the time on this show and just people that honestly sometimes live just in that you know California unfortunately I'm sorry I hear it all the time Uh, 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 see say southern southern California and that's why us North Cal people don't like that okay sorry I gotta we ain't doing all that sorry I had to identify sorry friend yeah clarify be specific (laughs) you know what honestly I feel like I am here for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills definitely recording right now and showing us the inside scoop on like how the women are definitely reacting to the news that we also when things were happening were reacting to in live time as well so we're seeing this playback and it's like girl same I was over here like they froze the accounts whoa like yeah we were all having those same type of reactions so we're seeing that playback right now and I'm happy that the cameras are rolling this is a moment that I'm definitely going to say I am happy that the cameras are rolling. I would love to see more funny like things go on though. And I feel like we are just now hitting the mid season, which is great. And I'm feeling like Beverly Hills is serving right now. So thank you. Um, If we got some more episodes coming like that's yay. Um, So I feel like we're going to get some more. And Mm -hmm. as far as the content, like I want (sighs) to, yo, Although she's problematic as hell, Kathy is funny as shit, bro. Her Kathy is hilarious. The glass, bro, with the barbecue utensil. <laughs> I was like, this is another shining example of just Kathy being Kathy. Like, she's going to have a whole category of her own by the end of this season. Like, I can't wait for the accounts to, like, really start, like, booming all content just about Kathy's funny ass just presence on the show because there's moments she got moments I can't I can't even deny the moments that she's giving us she's giving us moments moments that we're going to she's some she's some good comedic relief this season for for sure sure. I think that we need to just keep her as that comedic relief person and you know pump the brakes on standing her but she's definitely giving us like those cackling moments so far I was cracking up when she got the the grill brush <laughs> for the floor because <laughs> even if it was a brush for the floor what is it doing just pushing around girl, nothing glass? girl <laughs> she nothing was doing. she was just trying to help and assist and I also enjoyed seeing the banter between her and Kyle because I know they hadn't spoken and they were you know not talking to each other for a while so that was nice that was nice now we could get Kim back all the sisters talking at the same time that could be a time maybe 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 Kim seems to be going through some stuff right now who knows who knows I got a question y'all think that Kyle made some bomb ass lasagna no (laughs) 
Why are you asking, Celie? I don't question? trust any person. First of all, I don't trust anybody that does not saute their aromatics. So if Hello? anyone you make does not start with you sauteing some garlic and onion and some seasonings, I don't want to eat at your house. That's mm-hmm. the essential to every meal. Sometimes before I even know what I'm cooking, yep. I chop up some mm-hmm. onion and garlic yes. and start sauteing yep. it. Yes. Secondly, I don't trust anybody that eats pasta sauce straight out of the jar without doctoring it. Doctoring it up. Girl, thank you. And Garcelle Why we both there at the same time? We both said it. And then we said the exact same thing at this. Girl. Doctor it up. And our good sis Garcelle did that in last yes. episode. Like, Garcelle, I know you, you know this- better. She be oh. high, she be hiring people to cook in that house. That's that's the reason why she don't be cooking in that house. Y'all. She she busy. She busy, booked and busy. Be I will never check it out. She got that house by herself. Life, if you see me eating something straight out of a jar from tomato mm-hmm. sauce, three oh two my ass. You will not see me un un undoing a can of anything or a jar of anything from Trader Joe's and just eating it like. Yeah. Put it in the pot. Add some add some actual chopping up some fresh basil, some mincing some fresh garlic. Yes. Okay, we're gonna have some more spices and herbs and peppers and all of that. Oh, it's maybe a little cheeses. Okay, all of it. It's you don't just you it don't just eat it out the jar. No. no, everything that you also just like spoke to also does. It just made me think about all of the natural ingredients from the earth that need to be used in the food that is cooked <laughs> like and yeah. then also think about like the fact that these women all had covid on this episode as well mm. <laughs> like come on now. it's crazy it's really crazy to see the ways in which covid has affected people from the super rich to the super poor Mm-hmm. Um, for rich people, I feel like they really weren't afraid of getting COVID number one, because they could hire somebody to go and get the medicines for them. They could bring a doctor to their house to take care of them and give them the prescriptions that they need. They can get, you know, um, IV vitamins and nutrients and stuff like that. They, the possibilities are endless. So they weren't afraid to get COVID and then go right back into the situations where they got COVID from in the first place. Yeah. No. Whereas there are other people that were out of work, people that you know couldn't even go to the store because they were so afraid and they didn't have somebody they could hire to do their shopping for them. Like right. it's really um uncomfortable to see. Uncomfortable. Sudden, even sudden girl, you out here getting the brand new Bentley and whatnot, people out here starving, bro. Oh, we can't talk about it. Detached. Mm-mm. Reality is just no detached is not knowing how to pronounce champagne poppy. Okay, that's detached. Uh, Talking about mm-hmm. some champagne poppy, champagne poppy, poppy girl. You know exactly who that is. You know that that is Drake. You know champagne poppy, girl. Man. She sure did. Your daughter say his name probably how many times? You, the music that is being played in your home, I'm sure, plenty of tunes. Drake. Champagne. Yeah, they knew what it was, but you know, they gotta act like I don't know what it is about white women when they talk about hip hop or hip hop artists. They have to like show that like they are so removed from it. 
Some yeah, like they don't right. listen. That know? goes, we know the history behind that. That goes back. We don't even get into that because you know exactly why. <laughs> okay, you know exactly why. But, um, you know, honestly, guys, Beverly Hills, there's not much going for it besides this Erica T. They tried to keep giving us this sudden crystal drama, and I'm so glad that's over. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. I am so glad that is over with. Okay. It went on one episode. It went on two episodes too long. I am happy because we've all been wondering about if this scandal with Erica was going to come on the show, and it clearly is. So we'll see how that goes. So I can't complain there. That's true. All right, I got my second glass of rosé. I'm ready to jump into Real Housewives of New York because boy, oh boy, things have been happening. So this is going to be our mid-season catch-up because we haven't really dissected Real Housewives of New York this season. The cousins are asking for it. The cousins want to hear what Mm -hmm. we have to say about New York. And to be fair, we haven't been giving New York as much love as we should but we've been watching we have we, have. Been we, we haven't have. given it that much love because to be honest i feel like personally i've just been really assessing the situation like mm-hmm. i've just been really assessing the whole situation because i for one just give complete complete praise to ebony williams because i know baby mm-hmm. that this assignment is not at all what you asked for, but no. but someone has to do it. And with grace, it is happening. And she's conducting herself in such a way that is so commendable because I cannot tell you, I would be handling Ramona's energy the same when she's literally trying to kick me out of her apartment, when she is literally trying to say that I'm too preachy, I'm preachy, I'm preachy, I'm preachy. And then also basically trying to continue to cut me off every time I try to speak about me being a black woman because I'm always a black woman first. So I couldn't be, I, I don't know how I would react in those situations. And so I first just want to say, Ebony, my sister, my queen. Ebony can, has done good. She's handled it very gracefully. I commend her. She's been very um, mature, more very. mature than others. And honestly, it's not an easy task. It's not. And it wasn't for everyone and she didn't have to take that on but she did it in such a way that um you know nobody can ever say that she she did it nobody can ever say that she handled this without class or in the wrong way or whatever I think she did a very a very good job so I'm impressed and I I love Ebony I hope that she comes back and she keeps schooling these women Mm -hmm. um over and over and over again (laughs) right Uh when they need to be right like Seriously, I I first just wanted to say that, but I've just been assessing Real Housewives of New York City for that simple reason, because there's been so much to happen during this season. Like, I don't know if a lot of cousins did know this, but Ebony decided to like completely get off of social media for a few episodes because of how 
you know, intense, you know, some of the fans and I'm sure the backlash and just people just spewing all types of nonsense out of their mouth in her inbox. And I can't imagine, you know, her intention obviously is so pure and we can see it. And obviously we know the importance of, you know, being that black woman in the room full of those that may not understand your struggle and you taking a moment to, you know, create space to speak to exactly like who you are, how you should, mm -hmm. how you want to be received as well. And also like, let's also add to that checklist that she is also a freshman to the season of a Real Housewife franchise where we already know there's going to be some form of hazing. There's going to be some mm -hmm. form of backlash and pushback. But like, I, I often look at a lot of this, the, this, the scenes and I feel like when I say I'm assessing the situation, I feel like I'm looking at a lot of the scenes and I'm like, well, is this hazing or is this just, you know, these Caucasian women completely intentionally making this African-American woman uncomfortable, which quite often this happens, like been there, been in these spaces before, this I can mm -hmm. also point out and call out like, no, you're doing this because my presence may make you feel a little bit intimidated and inferior to me. And so, you know, I'm, that's, I feel like that's why I'm assessing the situation. How do y'all feel right now about, you know, Real Housewives of New York and like, you know, how Ebony has been welcomed on the show and just kind of where the season, where the conversation has been this season, because it has been heavy on Ebony and heavy, heavy on Luann and heavy on Ramona. Yeah, I mean, I think Ebony's done a good job. I like Ebony a lot. Mm -hmm. I think she is commendable for the way that she's handled these women. I think it's also commendable for her to like show people that she's taking a step back to take care of herself because so many black women we we were not raised to think that that's something that we deserved yeah um you know to to take a step back and to take care of ourselves even when it mm -hmm. you know especially when it becomes to be too much so I really appreciate that I think that as far as hazing goes I think if it was any other woman from any other background sharing their culture and sharing their history it wouldn't be a big deal mm -hmm. um but because she's black and this was filmed in 2020 amidst the well mm, i don't want to say just black say person of color in this regard because in dallas they could not take dr tiffany's culture at all they were well, like that's dallas i'm saying like contextually in new york i feel like yeah, Dallas, I feel like they can't handle nothing. Yeah. But I feel like in New York City, especially where like I feel like some some um groups can be very segregated. Like let's be real, Ramona yeah. Singer hangs out with white people only. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And so I feel like also given the fact that we know like these women voted for Trump and or at least Ramona did, probably Luann also and their history oh. i think Sorry. also like given what happened in new york last summer i think because she's black it was just they didn't want to do it they didn't want to deal with it because you know white people are scared to talk about that stuff because they think saying the word black makes, makes them so racist makes them yeah. right. 
possible. To be honest, like when I watch my sister Ebony on this show, there there's a moment where like I for sure am just like just because personally the person that I am like once I can read into a person's body language and kind of pick up that they are just not receiving what I'm putting down then like I don't waste my energy there (laughs) I pivot Mm -hmm. I move but like I understand why Ebony is continuing to have to like speak to some of these things because it is constantly in her face like I think about myself if I were in Ebony's situation being amongst you know you know, all these, you know, white women and like, she's already spoken to like how that's not her norm. Like her circles are very diverse and like she she hasn't had to be, you know, solely surrounded by um, Caucasian women in a while. So like, I kind of connect with her in that sense. And I feel like, although it's not her responsibility, I know for a fact, I can't sit amongst ignorance for too long. Like I'm going to have to speak up about things that definitely itch my skin especially if I'm present in the room and like I just hear this conversation like I I'm definitely the type to definitely speak up and like I don't care if it sounds redundant (laughs) like there's just certain things you know certain conversations that you know I'll tap into and tap out of certain things I'll give my energy to and certain things I won't but like disrespect and like not respecting like just whom I am is something I definitely don't play with so I understand Ebony's position and I think it's very telling also now about all the other castmates like we now see Sonia kind of (laughs) kind of you know speaking out about things that like I've never seen you know Sonia really have a strong stance on like yo she was acting like the godfather of allyship okay (laughs) yeah she was like she was like the ally the ally whisperer okay the way (laughs) she was sitting there trying to translate um Ebony's mission her 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 advocacy for the movement the movement is what, is what Sonia kept calling it the movement you know the black lives matter and it was also it's just really funny sometimes to hear how um non-black people refer to the black lives matter movement. it's like they're afraid to say it Mm-hmm. Or because they don't know if they're gonna, but I feel like it's because they don't know if they're gonna say it wrong. Because if they say it wrong, then you know someone is gonna be on on them about that, which is right. true. I I do I do think that that is a thing. She's definitely, which we've seen before with so many other like, especially white allies, kind of tiptoeing mm-hmm. around the terminology. I do appreciate Sonia's willingness to to use her voice, even if yeah. she doesn't understand fully. I think a lot of people think I have to be the perfect ally before I do you anything. Don't. So many people think that. So many people think that. Like, don't you, you obviously have to crawl before you walk. Like, at least showing up, showing up. How many times have we heard that, like, showing up is, first off, one of the biggest steps that you can ever take in life? Just showing up. Like, you know? I don't know, because you better not have powerful. any... You better not have any antebellum pictures in the closet. No. Well, child, I mean, even if you do have antebellum pictures in the closet, what? Are, where are you right now? Have you right, publicly right. apologized for it? Because I do think people can learn and people can grow. Facts. You people, white people, really live in a box. They have Whereas other minorities. We are educated about other 
minority group. Okay, hold on. Join us on Patreon for exclusive episodes, premiere watch parties, merch, and much more. Support your favorite podcast by going to Patreon backslash a Black Girls Bravo podcast. And remember, it's always a family affair. We have to kind of just like speak on Heather quite briefly because... I feel like although Sonia's allyship was like and has been very just like in your face and like I'm kind of letting it pass. I'm 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 allowing it. Heather's allyship was a little bit off for me. I first mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, okay with it, but then it started to make a turn and then she started saying things that she don't have no business speaking on. Um, saying that she and really articulate. She oh god, or or speaking to the fact that she understands the black experience because she worked. Mm. With She's been in black homes. She's been to black homes. She and when Ebony said that, y'all. She and when and when Ebony said, "Oh, oh, please tell me what the, oh, what was that like?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ebony. I need to know were you trolling or not when you said that because I I understood it as a troll. And she was like, "No, no, no. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I now think you're being serious. I hope you were trolling because literally when she said that, I was like, "You've been to the black home." Our sister Ebony was for sure trolling. And you had a great time to hear the response. Like, weren't Aren't you waiting on the edge of your seat for that response? Our sister wanted to give us that content. She wanted to give it to us because it's <laughs> for sure a troll. And I for sure was sitting there listening, like, oh boy, what I this lady. She, she was invited to the cookout, and now you see what happens when you allow everybody into your cookout, y'all. This is why you can't invite anybody to the cookout. I'm sorry. I am sorry because I used to try to invite people to. But you can't because you give them an inch and they take a mile. But she got tossed by Lalia. Lalia tossed tossed that ass around and was like, see, Karen, you're the problem. (laughs) It's like, like, you really hate when someone means well but they just just are not hitting the mark. Like, ooh. When she said to Ebony, when she was walking out, oh my God, you're so articulate. Like, even Leah was like. And she didn't even have to say it because it was very, like, matter of fact. Like, as she's walking out the room, like, you're very articulate, by the way. Like, you could have just walked oh, straight girl, out. Girl, you could have just left. <laughs> yeah. And then I, and I, for Ebony to have a sleeper behind her, oh, she means well. I hate that she means well. You know, sometimes, like, just. I feel like, you know what, although, like, she kind of just had to brush that off because that wasn't the big blow in the room. Like, that's the reason why she had to kind of just address that as that. But I I do want to also speak to Heather. She did go and watch What Happens Live, and she had a handwritten letter that she read to the public, um, basically apologizing to Ebony with her comments of her being articulate and the things that she mentioned in that episode. And I know that there are mixed opinions about this, 
Um, but I will say personally, I'm a person that has to write things down for sure, especially if I want to remember every single bullet point and not sound stupid nor dumb. So like, I did not have a problem with Heather coming on to watch what happens live with the letter, but some people were just felt like it was not authentic. And this is something that has been practiced and rehearsed. Like Heather should have just came and just, you know, spoke from her heart, but I do. Come on mama. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think yeah I think too. even though what she said in the letter was nice like that's what we need to see more of that it was very rehearsed and there was no emotion behind it and it's like I'm not going to be that person that's going to discredit every single thing that people are trying when they're trying their you know, to, to right their wrongs yep. however I did feel personally it was very like hot it was very political yeah i am heather and i'm here to apologize to the black community or anyone that i could offend it with my words like it was very like yeah he was that kid in class nails on the chalkboard (laughs) (laughs) basically you know you know what's always just crazy to me it's just like the same energy that y'all put out for all for all the other just shit that y'all would just be talking about like that's the same energy that we want in return though like again mm-hmm. we're not looking for y'all to just be so politically correct here like you guys are putting that pressure on yourself we would just rather you just acknowledge the fact that like literally you could say in literally five words my bad i misspoke <laughs> <laughs> my bad i fucked up like it could literally be in four to five words and y'all are thinking way too hard. And I think that although the letter in itself, like I understand why she brought it, I do feel like the words of the letter just didn't feel like the Heather energy that we normally get. Like, where was that Heather mm-hmm. energy that, you know, like, where was it? Where was it? Um, but okay, whatever. We'll accept it. We'll allow it. And I also, I do want to at least just say that, like, I do appreciate her definitely following up behind that episode and and speaking out to what she did, especially how we caught on to it. Our community definitely peeped. So Mm -hmm. I do appreciate her at least speaking to it um, and also bringing it to Watch What Happens Live because I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to throw nobody under the bus, but I know nobody else was about to bring it up onto the stage. So Um, let's talk about the person that sits on stage every night with the cards, Um, with the cards. But I will say, thank you, Heather. Um, Yeah. Well, well, we, we, we received it. We received it. Side note. And Heather, I hope you're learning. Heather, I hope you're listening. Um, But white, people white cousins if you're listening you don't have to when you get around us when you get around black women you don't have to hey girlfriend uh like and i've noticed that with heather a little bit she gets this kind of like a different cadence and and you know she starts yeah you don't have to do that with us he has a different if you wouldn't call sarah girlfriend you don't have to call me girlfriend like, or it's just like the tone it's mm-hmm. like and girl no, no you don't need to do that yeah <laughs> you don't you don't, you really don't gotta do that um you can just talk to me because i and all the like twitching your neck i don't i don't do that my mom actually told me to stop doing i tried that at home i got popped for that yeah we gotta do that i don't even do that <laughs> for that i, I yeah. don't do that that does not translate cannot compute 
It makes us feel uncomfortable when you do that. Yes. I was watching somebody's story the other day, and I'm sorry to say, I feel like it may have been Kelly Dodds, but she was with um, a black person was like bringing her luggage up to her hotel room. And she's like, this is, I don't know the woman's name. This is Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Yeah, girlfriend. Like, Mm -mm. I hate that girlfriend bull. Like, I hate Mm -mm. that stuff. Because first off, I really ain't your friend. So please don't put my name in that same sentence and be directing that to me. I'm not even friends. I don't know you. (laughs) Like, Also, we don't talk to each other like that. Right. (laughs) Hey, girlfriend. I'd be like, hey, girlfriend. That's yeah, we don't do that, but I was like, girl, okay, girl, I will do that, but that's just right. like, what, like, but they're colonizing headscarves from the beauty supply store, and I'm not here for it. Ooh. How do you do that? We can't have shit. No, I first, like, no, I don't even want to get into the subject. I don't, because, like, you know what really hurts my heart? The demise of Sally's, like the demise of Sally's, like Sally's has died and is no longer at all a place that I will ever step foot into if I need the bare essentials because they don't even have that stuff. I feel like everything is also on the shelf watered down. I don't know what I'm getting. I just I just feel like also I'm not welcomed anymore. I used to walk into a Sally's and know the lady at the damn register. Now I'm walking in and it's and it's Suzanne checking me out and I'm just Mm. confused. No, it's Suzanne watching you up and down the aisles. From that the, from too. The mirrors, trying to find top. Kind of, from the oh mirrors at the top. Oh, that part. Because that part. And then trying to say, oh, do you know what you're looking Oh, no, I know what I'm looking for. Do you know what's on the show? <laughs> do you know what Saw 4 8 is? Do, like, do, do you know do, who you're following? <laughs> Like, do you know that what's on the shelves? Like, y'all don't even understand the product on the shelves, but running the store. Ooh. Wrong blackie. Hey. Wrong blackie. I don't steal. Okay. <laughs> you don't mean to like wash me over the for any like hair supplies. I went to yeah. Sally's for nail stuff, and that's it. And the only Sally's that we had in my town closed a long time ago. So it's just the definitely just- gone for stuff. I still actually, I was like, Sally's like um, a few weeks ago for design essentials. The only thing is that Sally's is like your like basic, basic, basic of basic needs. Like uh, if you need Bobby pins, yes, but because you could get a better deal at your at your hair shop that you know that you. But see, at. in the city, the I have to go to Oakland to go to a um exactly a good, you, a good you know, spot because you know. I'm in the city. I'm in the city. There, there is there's two beauty supply stores, but they tax, so I can't go there. Um, but I have to go to Sally's sometimes to get, cause like if I want design essentials at a beauty supply store, they'll charge me like at Sally's, it'll be $11 at the beauty supply store. It'll be like 20. Okay. Okay. So I have for certain things, I have to pick and choose where I go to, cause you know, they're trying to tax that makes us sense. in the community. But I feel like, I, I mean, I never went to like Sally's to get like hair and other things, but I used to uh-huh. get, like, braid in hair. Don't hair. get that. I, I used to never, never. I used to get like the essentials but like when i say nowadays even some of these sallies don't even have the essentials that we used to purchase they only have the essentials now for a certain demographic especially if your sallies is in a certain a certain township neighborhood county like why why are y'all watering no stop watering it down white people are not the only people that live in the suburbs where are the products for me 
where are the just for me? And like, I need, like, I, I need. Girl, the day I see just for me, it didn't even sell that. Just for me is definitely still a business that's booming. Don't sleep on it. But I don't think as Sally's. Are they oh, coaching enough to have that? Girl, no. They don't I even have so. they don't even have the Carol's daughter. They don't even, some of them don't even have like, and I'm saying mm. essentials. Let's like, not act like Carol's daughter. <laughs> I need the black community to let go of Carol's daughter. Okay. Also, yeah, let's be honest, Carol's daughter. Hold on. Hold on. Before, hold on. I believe Carol's daughter. That's what I'm about to look at. But I know that 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 that's a problem with our community. We have a lot of products, obviously, that we are using, and they are not black owned. And we're trying to make that migration. We're gonna work on it. We're gonna do better. We are. The problem is the marketing. They they trick us sometimes. For sure. Like Shea Moisture. We were all no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I'm coming. Ding, 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 ding. Facts, facts coming in. Facts coming in. Carol's daughter was sold to L'Oreal in 2014. Therefore, it is not a black owned business. So I need black people to take the shackles off and That's let that thing go. Sell, <laughs> let it sail, let it sail. You know what? What I will say. Do you want, if you are a victim of dry, brittle, stale, dusty looking hair, stop using Carol's daughter. Oh, snap. You know what? I will, will not let you, will not let you kill off Carol's daughter because you know what? I just went to DC's museum of African-American culture. Okay, school me, school me. It's it's there. It's it's definitely a product of our community. Like we still. Oh no, it is. Yeah, but she sold it. She sold it. Hopefully, there is something brewing in the future. I don't believe so, because you see Johnson and Johnson. I got faith in my sister, and honestly, I'm not mad. No, 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 no. Good for her. Good for her and her being a pioneer and her doing what she, she had to do. She's going to start something else. She's going to start something else. Don't worry. Don't I, worry. I want her to because L'Oreal, you know, once the, once the big companies get a hold of those products, those the big companies come with the big chemicals. Okay? Let's just say that. True. Yikes. True. Facts. Facts. Okay, so. <clears throat> Can we skip to Bershon? So, back on track. We have not spoken to the cousins yet about our opinions on a new face besides Ebony Williams to the Real Housewives of New York franchise. And that would be the introduction of Ramona's new BFF, Bershawn. So. Does BFF stand for Black First Friend? That's exactly what it stands for, madame. Because that is exactly the energy that I am picking up with what is being put down. <laughs> um, she's giving me rent rent a friend vibes. Like yes. it's like it's like Ramona went out and rented a black friend mm, to come absolutely. and make her not look racist. I mean, Bershawn is a gem herself. Like this is no Tino shade to Bershawn. No. This is all to do with Ramona's trifling. I want to say she's a gem because she's bringing something. 
She all we is. have is Lee. I love Leah, but all we have is her her fake tears. Like Ebony me. got I love her too. We have her history lessons. For someone who is black, it's not entertaining. No. It's like it's just like I feel like I'm watching PBS. But it's but, gotta be done. So we're not but yeah, but it's gotta be done. Yeah, so I'm not like mad at said, it. I'm not like mad at it. It's not entertaining though for the black. Yeah, for me, it's for not entertaining, but she needs to do what she needs to do, make the black folks uncomfortable. Okay, do that, check. Um, but other than that, there was nothing else happening. Luann, no. what are, what is she doing? Nothing because she's she's sober this year. Oh yeah. Okay, so because yeah, you sober, you don't you, you don't have nothing going on in your life. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Oh, I really, I really need that, y'all. So mm. they can only be on these shows if they're drinking. Like you can't be on the you cannot be on the show if you're sober. Like that makes no sense to me. Then like what's what's I need I need life. You, I mean, alcohol only bring out the real life in you, then you shouldn't yeah, even be on the show. I like, well, I think it shows that some of these people are pretty boring otherwise. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was about to say. Because you know, it depends on the person. I think that that says a whole lot about the person more than anything. Like who are you when you are sober? <laughs> like, is it always, do you always have to like, you know, be paired with your vice in order for you to be present in a room? Like it, it says a lot, you know, you know, I don't know who Luann is besides the fact that she's given pushback to Ebony this season. And I'm hearing her, her pinpoint certain things in conversation. And Can I'm I tell you all how Luann's tone towards Ebony and now Rashawn makes me want to reach my hand. Mm-hmm. through the screen because mm-hmm. you pull her by her hair yeah the tone that she takes with the, these women it's more it's very much giving me i'm gonna put you in your place yeah tone. like you you think you know no let me show you who knows like you think that you don't you dare come in <laughs> here and tell me that i'm not educated <laughs> i don't like that tone but i don't either she keeps doing it to the black women that's what I'm saying. She hasn't. And it's like a, how many fights with these white women, and I've never heard her use that tone before. Never, never. She gets. She starts boasting of her chest. Um. Yeah. You know. This is. So really that's what sad. we're. That's what we're getting from Luann this season. Why also, are we seeing it in this light? It's because we're finally everything. seeing it. Because they're finally putting it in our face. That's yep, why we're seeing it. Yep. We're seeing it. Keep the cameras rolling. And because I'm like Luann. I've never known you to be like this. As we know, there's about to be a shakeup with New York. And yes, anytime, like, yes. When I hear shakeup, let's bring it. Do something. Because right now, like, I lo- I used to love Luann. Like, I, and I still have, like, a little small spot for her. But this season, I'm like, girl, I think I'm seeing who you actually are. Like, I always had a little inkling, a little feeling. But now that my sister Ebony is in the room with you, look at how you're handling yourself. Yeah, I had more faith for Luann, given the fact that, like, she was a countess, she's well-traveled, she's a polyglot, like, she's, she's a cultured woman, like, she, she Mm -hmm. has had exposure, whereas I feel like Ramona gives me new money straight Mm -hmm. from the trailer park to the high rise, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of all people, we see Sonya showing up better than Luann. Right. Sonia also well-traveled, well-informed, you know, she's, she's floated around in some high circles, but she, she's seen some things. Yeah. So I think that Luann, like, as someone who was a huge fan of the Countess, to see the way 
that she's treating Ebony and Bershawn and some other things that she's done along throughout the years that I had to go back and watch. It's like, damn, Luann, I thought you were better than this. I really did. Man, oh man. Bershawn, though. <laughs> Bershawn. All right, before we dive in a little bit deeper into Bershawn, the friend of, um, I do just want to call out that she is a sister and a warrior to me. She is a Shiro. She is going on her 13th year in remission, being a breast cancer survivor. So that is powerful in itself. Um, we learned that as they were on the bus heading to Salem, which is a trip that <laughs> your girl Leah planned. And honestly, I felt like she planned this trip just to laugh at these women. Like we had no idea what they were in store for. And she wasn't no. lying. She said that these women are some witches because I felt like some, some, something was happening in the air of that place. Something in the hotel, something, something, mm -hmm. something. Something I'm was sure. happening. You know, I was very intrigued to to definitely learn more about, you know, Bershawn and Ramona's friendship. You know, how did these two women meet one another? How are they clicking? You know, what is it that they connect on? You know, I was waiting to kind of see that. And Salem kind of popped off and we saw something completely wired crazy. So mm -hmm. well, I first want to say that like Bershawn, the first time we met her was at the Harlem dinner. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was a little off put by her kind of taking the side of the white women as Ebony, you know, was putting herself out there and trying to educate them about the Harlem Renaissance and those sorts yep. of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for Bershawn, like even if Bershawn didn't like the event, if that was me and I went, even if I thought it was corny, I didn't like it, whatever, I'm not going to sit in front of a table of white women and say, mm, no, eh. you know what I mean? That's one of those conversations where you pull your sister or your brother to the side, you know, mm -hmm. when, 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 if you have anything to say, when there's not company in the room and you tell them, hey, listen, hey there, listen, next time. I don't know if that's what you do. Next time, move this way. Next time, yeah. next time we move a little differently instead of doing that in front of our other counterparts. But I'm going to tell my brother and my sister on the side, not in front of everybody, like what's really going on. And I felt like Brashawn definitely kind of, you chose the wrong moment at that time to definitely speak to unity and everybody being the same. And you're tired mm -hmm. of people creating a gap. Well, baby, the reality is there's a freaking gap. There's a huge Reality. economic gap. This gap can, is still happening in 2021. Your life also and the, and, and the success that you have, I'm sure that you've had to go beyond and do things, which again, is the gap that we are constantly going against. So like, baby, you can't, you can't have those type of conversations in front of those that are already, you know, given the energy to not receive it. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, you didn't know what Ebony's mission or intention was before you started shooting it down. And it was just like, for what? Like, did you want to just be the hero in that in that conversation to be like, you know, everybody jump on this bandwagon of like, oh, yeah, everyone is equal. Like, Ebony, why don't you see it the way Bershawn sees it? Like, was that what you were looking for? Anyway, back to Bershawn. OK, so. She she doesn't stand up for Ebony. She kind of does that all lives matter routine, chuck and jive that we've all seen 
from some other black people before, you know, trying to get in, you know, mm-hmm. maybe if I put this black person down, they'll like me more. Mm-hmm. So move on to the trip. She wasn't trying to like these white people on the trip. Not <laughs> that at went all. Out the <laughs> right? She I don't really know what was boring and said they were like grandmas. Yes. She literally called them boring and Ramona thought it would be cute to jump on a table. That's all I remember. Like, no, girl, that is not on the itinerary. You missed with it. the shoes on Man. in a restaurant. In a restaurant, got the waiter looking at you crazy. All she could say was, I'm down with it. No, she not, but she is no. the tip. Right. Like, so these ladies got hella offended when Bershawn said that they were boring and grandmas. And I feel, especially Luann. I feel like if a white woman said that, which Leah has come at them before, they would not have that tone. They wouldn't have. I agree. I agree with that. I definitely. They probably would have been like, we're not, oh, we're not boring, blah, blah, blah. But they wouldn't have been like Luann getting her stern voice. I was going to say, it's just, (laughs) they just, she just needs something to to just have a problem with because it goes with, that's what she, she took in ran off with um ebony saying that they she had more education than everyone there which is a fact that's a fact if anyone else has a juris doctorate there let us know or a medical degree let us know Mm -hmm. but you a phd Mm -hmm. you you don't It's okay to, I would, I, I'm okay with admitting that someone has more education than me. Like, I that's mean, a fact. I was about to say, when these are the facts, like, <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't even understand what the that was even about. don't lie. <laughs> she didn't say smarter. Ebony was black. It's but crazy. she didn't say smarter. Right. She didn't say any of that. She just said she's more educated. That's a fact. Don't anyway, child, I said that all to say she just exactly she just needs something to start. Sorry, she she gets a little tickled. She gets a little tickled about black. Oh, girls. she's very tickled about black women. I think. I think. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. It is interesting. And so, like her and who else said they were leaving? Well, first, no. Bershawn said this. Sonia, who was drunk. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. She's always trying to kick somebody out of somewhere. If you don't like, you can go. Just like she kicked out Ebony. Tried. Ebony yeah. will happily leave and exit the door. And that but is- I meant to say that to y'all. Why does she do that? Like anytime something happens, she's always trying to like dismiss them. Don't do that, girl. Don't do it. Yeah. Luann is showing her ass this season, y'all. She met her mate. She met her mate because for sure, like I agree with a hundred percent what leah actually called out on the salem trip before things like really hit the fan um this is when they were in their like little latex and lace night where leah basically just spoke to the fact you guys are trying to basically haze ebony and she is not allowing none of y'all to do any of y'all shit like she's not allowing it to exist which is why y'all have a problem with her it's not so much the fact that she's too preachy 
is not the fact that Luann also tried to say that I feel like she's on a mission. No, it's not any of that. It's simply because she's a Black woman. Y'all are uncomfortable about the conversation, but Mm -hmm. guess what? Y'all are going to have to have it when there's a Black woman on the cast. What did y'all think was going to happen? What did y'all really think was going to happen? And that right there already says how small they tried to keep their circle because now that our sister has infiltrated that stuff, it is exposing all of them for who they are. And I'm, I am I know that there's people that like are not team Leah at all, but I am appreciative of Leah being an ally Thank you. and supporting Ebony at times and just kind of translating in a way that we know sometimes we need to be translated so that they counterparts understand. Um, because that's exactly what Leah's allyship was in that moment. She was trying to translate what the other women like Ramona and Luann were so intentional about not receiving. And I mm-hmm. appreciated Leah in that moment. And I do believe that like it is part that she is new to the cast, but it is a hundred percent, a hundred percent because she also is a black woman. Let's be very, very clear with why these aggressions feel a certain type of way. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Um, Totally agree. Back to the dinner situation. I want to talk about, so Sonia and her drinking. We've seen Sonia drunk how many times? (laughs) We've not seen Sonia Morgan drunk so much. She gets us away when she's drinking and Bershawn calls her out on it. So how about this tea? I heard on the streets that what Sonia does is she drinks so much when she's on the show and when they're not filming, she goes away to like these detox places. If you've ever noticed, like she do be at like those resorts and stuff. When she does. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the tea on the street is that Sonia only drinks for the show. But I guess Luann and Leah are on their high horse since they're not drinking mm-hmm. and want to talk to Sonia about it. I mean, it did get heated between her and Bershon, to be fair. Definitely that was crazy. Got, it got physical um, to, to the cousins that are catching up. Um, not only did, did it get to a whole entire barking contest and they had a whole entire, like, showdown child it was a mess in public, oh, showdown mm-hmm. in public in front of everybody it was a hot mess but then you know what i'm gonna say one thing Bershawn, you know damn well you cannot call nobody a clown and them not feel offended so sis you were in the wrong for that and you called sonia a clown and she she gave you energy that was harsh she gave you energy. Like, I don't think, I don't think that she was expecting for Sonia to show up. And Sean, Son, Sonia was like, absolutely not. Like, Use your brain, bitch. <laughs> like, she showed up. She said, I'm here. You're not going to talk yeah. to me that way. And so, like, again, like, you know, just be careful with your words when you speak to people. Remember Sean and Sonia, I personally like the both of y'all. And I think that y'all definitely bring a flavor to the show. So I don't want y'all to be enemies but keep your enemies close because you know that might be a little friendship popping off and it might be a dynamic duo in the long run who knows but I sure as far as uh Bershon in this moment um it was tough 
it was tough because it really was a switch where she wanted everyone to be allies and everybody to be at a kumbaya place. And then two seconds later, she's throwing out insults. She's insinuating that people are dumb and she is, and she's now also getting physical where her and Sonia now are having to get security to escort them to their rooms in this hotel. So much happened. But shout out to the producers who who make who made it seem like she punched the hole through the fire extinguisher little case, and she didn't. <laughs> that was just great sound. Shout out to y'all. And then, and then Leah, oh my god, it. there was an altercation last night. Yeah, I mean it was it was physical in the regards that they had to be held back, and they got into each other's faces. Mm-hmm. I think it was blown up. But also, everybody's talking about Sonya and her drinking. Rashawn, you were drunk, too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. She, she was. Slurring. Slurring. Y'all were on vacation. I get it. Slurring. Slurring, okay? I believe she was drunk. I believe she was very drunk. And I, I want to say that, and I want to call that out, because, like, Leah had a moment where she was trying to say, you're not drunk. When I'm drunk, I'm falling over, and I don't even know what country I'm in. No, baby. That's another that's love plaster. Song. That's blacked out. <laughs> Girl. That's that child. You're telling yourself. That's that child. Yeah, you're telling on be talking about. That's a different level. Exactly. We ain't talking about that. I can definitely, and I have definitely been at a very functionable drunk place before. And that is what we saw Bershawn at. And so I definitely believe like, you know, she was talking too much. The liquor probably got the best of her, but I'm just like, damn, why Sonia? Which made me think even deeper as to like, was this kind of a plan? Like, is she out to get Sonia? Because you already know that her and Ramona, Sonia and Ramona have this like weird tension the sisterly tension that they always have and Ramona did brief Bershawn before they got there y'all so we gotta also kind of think about that like is Bershawn gunning for Sonia for any specific reason I think she went after Sonia because Sonia is perceived as the weakest person in the group Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to and, ask about this, Bershawn, for real, for real, because we like Sonia. And maybe what is Ramona saying to her. And yeah, maybe there's something also that we might have missed during the during the episode, during filming. Maybe there's something that we definitely could have missed. But like I thought that they were getting along. Like I they thought were. everything was Gucci. And then two seconds later, like y'all were literally like at each other's face. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, like, why? Why does it have to be like this? Yeah, I don't think she needed to come for Sonia like that. And honestly, Ramona is not a genuine friend. I don't think Ramona is capable anyway of having, like, genuine relationships. But for her to tell Bershawn that, like, Sonia's not strong like me and you. We're strong. She's not. That's supposed to be your best friend. Right. That's horrible. And you think that way of her? Like, that's not, that's not a friend. And it's also weird. Like, I don't like people that keep friends around to make themselves feel better about who they are. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a friend. That's weird. Ramona is her girl. And this woman, Sonia, is someone who Ramona has already kind of identified as the weakest link. Like, that might be the reason why she feels like she can get away with some of this pushing. And that's, mm-hmm. why, I'm, that's why I'm saying you don't call nobody a clown and think that they're not going to push back. That's kind of crazy. Exactly. I think she was trying to make an example of Sonia because 
whatever Ramona had told her about Sonia, like, oh, Sonia acts this way and or when she's drinking, whatever. I think Bershawn took that and ran with it to kind of, I don't know, embarrass Sonia or make herself look better in front of these women. Maybe mm-hmm. she thought that the women were going to agree with her. Mm-hmm. When like, come on, Bershawn, know your place. You you just got to the table. Yeah. Read the room, feel it around. Don't make any quick assumptions. And also like you were spewing out at the mouth about things that also Ramona was saying about Leah. Like you just made things very uncomfortable. And I just feel like it's always best to observe <laughs> and and not just, just speak on things that you just really have no no background no speaking on yeah mm-hmm. sometimes it's just cute to just sit there shut up and eat your food you don't okay. gotta speak on everything everything you just you keep your thoughts food. in your brain you Go came to a therapist the, you came for the meal and the vacation girl keep your priorities in check don't be trying That's to it. fight ramona's battles and now calling out all of ramona's friendship woes like that is where brashawn you failed because and also if you wanted to bring up the the mood of the group like by saying they're boring i don't think that's effective how about say like can we get a round of limoncello or like a, a mm. shot or something? that's the way you do it that you is know what i mean like i'm not gonna be like damn y'all boring y'all is like grandmas and then and then it turns into an argument do you want to have a good time or do you want to argue because always- if i want to have a good time i'm gonna be like let's play a game Let's play Jupiter. Right. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. Let's exactly. do some shots or something. It's all in how you speak to people. Of course, like you know this. Like, just like you said, there's a way that you could have spiced up the situation without calling these women out as boring and grandmas. Even if they were, girl, we're watching. The cameras are rolling. We're going to already cover that on Twitter. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Like, we're already going to give a whole synopsis to the mood of the room. Like, don't worry about that stuff. We would much rather see you step into this room with this woman and also, like, bring your own spice. Bring your own excitement like if they're boring you bring it you bring it what what brush on show them mm-hmm. how you get down like me personally i hate the person that is just going to sit there and complain instead of bringing solutions mm-hmm. you know okay. like i'm a solution oriented type of person so like if you don't like something here like okay what are you bringing to the table to switch up the dynamic exactly. if you don't like how the room is acting okay we want some energy okay let's take some shots and dance on some tables then Ramona like you know like Ramona okay you and your girls show me how you guys get down that's more of how she kind of should have entered the situation but it literally downfalled and I I do definitely blame some of that on the liquor but also as you mentioned Devin very telling of who Ramona is as a friend because there were so many times where she literally set out of her mouth even which is why I know she's only been friends with our sister Brashawn for like six minutes bro but she literally said out of her mouth every five seconds like I don't know what to do I don't know how to control her first off you will never control another woman you've lost your mind chill out with that um but for you to even address the fact that you don't even know how to speak to your friend Bershawn when she is clearly you know making an example of herself at that moment you're not friends you're not friends you're not they hung out a couple of times Ramona said oh I got it everybody's <laughs> calling me racist and I Bershawn yeah I was gonna say Bershawn is is Ramona's I have a black friend yeah 
That's right. exactly what that is. Because you could clearly see even in, the, in that moment, she couldn't even communicate to Brashawn, even as a friend, like, because you know, if your friend is wilding at a party, yeah. well, if your friend is, you know, <laughs> posture all conflicted, you're like, baby, we got to, we got to get your posture together. Like you're acting you out. I just sat there like, watching and looking at the demise of Brashawn in front of everyone when you could have easily Ramona just been like let me pull you you're always quick to run out the room Ramona why don't you pull your friend and run out the room I feel like that should have happened naturally okay that should happen naturally you know I think low-key Ramona was enjoying it I think like mm-hmm. I said I don't think she thinks highly of Sonia and she doesn't care about Brashawn because she doesn't Absolutely know Brashawn from Sam Facts, everything. Um, and so she was probably enjoying it and probably enjoying the fact that people weren't sitting around calling her racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people weren't sitting around talking about her voting for Trump. Or Trump or yeah. And her, her and her morals aligning with white supremacy. So she was probably just happy that there was some other drama happening and just so happened to be with her black friend. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree to mm-hmm. exactly what it was. We hate to see it, but Ramona Ramona has shown us time and time again who she is. I don't think that she has genuine relationships with anybody. Yeah. Maybe Mario and her daughter, but like, you know, any woman that has 50 close girlfriends <laughs> that you ask for $100 from so you can buy a new bag. Questionable. Question mark. Yeah. I don't oh, think that Ramona is a genuine person, period. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I definitely, um, I'll wrap up and say that like, I'm really enjoying Sonia right now, mid season. She also is um, being set up on a possible date that we might see because our girl Ebony set her up with a matchmaker who was in Philly. If I knew the name of the agency, I would plug it, but shout out to coming to Philly. Hey, Um, Hey, Philly. (laughs) And I, I would love to see that. I would love to see Sonia on a date and dating around seriously. Um, I always felt that she was like very bubbly and she's very sexual and very like very everything. And I I, I love it. So I would love to see that. Please kind find of, Sonia a good man. That's Please. what I like. I would love to see Sonia just in that space because like, that's what we, that's what I at least want for her. Like, Mm-hmm. Just some type of stability, something, something. She deserves and it. She's deserving. been through yes. so much. She's deserving. She still has so many ties to her ex-husband and her her last marriage, whether it be the townhouse and the Morgan name and all that stuff. Like Sonia deserves to have her knight in shining armor. Yep. Come and sweep her off her feet. She's she old. She don't have to worry about nothing. Tour the world with this man. Have <laughs> some fun. Like, Sonia, if anybody deserves it on this show, I feel like Sonia does. Especially the way that these women beat her down with their words mm. and their thoughts towards her. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all ain't loyal. They're not. They definitely need to put some respect on Sonia's name. Period. Put some respect on Sonia Morgan's name. I'm sick of the Sonia slander from her closest friends. Man, your friend. I feel that. Find out y'all bitches walking around here talking about me the way these bitches talk no, about ma'am. Sonia. Okay. No ma'am, no, ma'am, never. No, ma'am, never. No, ma'am, never. We see right. each other. Do and- you think that Luann and Ramona would have had a conversation with Sonia about her drinking with Sonia 
if Leah wasn't the one that initiated it or would they no. just talk shit about something no. behind her back? No. Just talk they shit like they always do. Yep. They would have continued to brush it underneath the rug because just like they brushed the problem underneath the rug with Luann, like everybody saw the problem, but no one's... Girl, if she was falling into bushes and shit, y'all over here <laughs> acting like she don't got no problem. Girl, anyways. Yeah. Run that, run that, um, that, that tape back of her getting arrested. Nah, bro. I do. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. I hate to see it. But I'm happy that the younger girls and the new additions, Leah and Ebony, are kind of coming in and and taking Sonia Mm -hmm. um, towards their clique, if if you want to call it that. Because I'm liking the clique. I'm liking their clique. And it's more lively and she's accepted there. Like there's a difference, Mm -hmm. there's a different energy there. There's a different level of just respect there so go places where you're respected y'all listen let that be a word let that be a word go places where you are respected all right don't settle for nothing thanks for listening to this episode of a black girls bravo podcast and be sure to add us on instagram twitter and facebook at black girls bravo podcast Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite streaming platform for podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.